What up, y'all? I'm your host, Al. And this is Brian. And, and this, this is, is Black and Brown. Never get it. You never get it right, <laughs> man. But, it's know. all right. One day we're going to get it together. Yeah, at some point. At some um, point. So if you're, if you're listening for the first time, uh, just a little bit of what this podcast is about. We're just pretty much two friends, one black, the other brown. And we talk about everything that's anything and always keeping it funny, chill. Yep. And we keep it real. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, every time we choose a topic and we just kind of discuss through it. Um, so today's topic, we decided to choose risk and particular financial risk. Right. Uh, being a person of color. And so to kind of start off, um, you know, this whole podcast is maybe just ask the question. Have you ever taken if you can when you think of a risk, what's the last risk that you ever took? Man, um <clears throat> last risk. The lottery. Safe. <laughs> lottery, right, right, right. <laughs> Yo, you know, believe it or not though, I'm not really a gambler, bro. Like I don't, I don't I mean, you know what I mean? Like every time it hits a certain number, I tend to play, even though I feel like the lotto is a conspiracy. We're oh, going yeah, back into that? the topic though, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh risk, um, you know, man, just the fact that we you know, took a uh, school loan and decided to go to school, man. Like, I mean, the biggest risk. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, yeah. those are still, you know, because you we could have um, came out of school and still not have, um, you know, what I mean, like, not a have job. a job, yeah. and you That's still true. get stuck with paying, you know, the school loan. So, but <clears throat> to me, though, I feel like, especially us from the, you know, more. I mean, I'm not gonna say destitute, but you know, lower income family, middle class, whatever. Right. We don't really take risk. And the reason for that, obviously, is because we don't have a safety net. But, you know, if you go deeper into it, that's how the rich get, you know what I mean? That's how they right, keep right. going. They get richer and then we get poorer. And like one of the books that, that I know for real gave me a different perspective was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You talking about my family? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, but you know, and like the author goes into just explaining how being rich is an ad- is an attitude, and being poor is also an attitude. Well, I definitely agree with you because you know part of when we talk about risk, like and specifically, obviously, financial risk. Right. You know, you mentioned we don't we don't have a safety net, so we we come from a place where it's like. Yo, don't waste that last you know meal. Because, you can't even afford to. Right, you 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 owe me. Mom always tell you. You know, there's nothing else to eat. Like, you right. throw that away, whatever. Right. So when we start thinking about, like, let's first in the realm of, like, luxury. Like, luxury, I think, is a foreign. Like, we don't take risk on luxury because that's, like, when I, when I'm going to financially risk myself just to buy something luxurious. Uh-huh. So say, for example, like, you want a nice coat or something, right? No, this happened to me, actually. I was looking for a coat for my girl. Uh-huh. And it's like a leather jacket. You know, leather jackets are nice. Right, right. And so... You know, I thought, well, leather jackets are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And just, just uh, I saw this other girl who had this really nice leather jacket. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me see, you know, the jacket. Because I'm, I'm in the market to look for one. Right, right. I'm looking for one right now. Right. <laughs> and she handed it to me. And then I looked at the name. It said Burberry. Okay. And then I already knew. You already like, know. Yeah. That was stacks was like, on stacks. I said, how much was it? She's like, oh, I got it on a good deal. It was on sale. It originally was priced $1,500. Got it at nine hundred bucks, and right. I was like, "Yo, take this jump back! I ain't right. trying to deal with that." Yeah. But I thought to myself, like, "Man, that's really like I can't imagine myself spending, you know, not even if, I, I mean, maybe if I like made like baller money, but even then, right. like, you think to yourself, why would you spend that much money?' Right, right, and right. So, like, I think one aspect is like 
where you're talking about the mentality of being rich or poor. Right. Part of it's like that even when you start making money, because we make decent money, it's like you still have that that kind of apprehension of apprehension. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spend, even though you got it. Right. But you know, I mean, and we we kind of don't want to regurgitate on you know last topic, but it's like we you get apprehended because it's like even I right, so let's say I'm fulfilling whatever need I may have. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, I still know somebody who need it. You know what I mean? Like That's true. who's gonna need money? So automatically you were literally psychologically trained to to you know what I mean like not waste right where with some other people it's not so much the case because I don't think they'd be expecting someone calling them and to say hey yo I need help with my rent or you know what I'm saying like whatever the case may be so I understand what you're saying you mean someone the, hit you up and need help with your rent you sleeping on the street I ain't helping you <laughs> nah 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 but that's real talk though but it's you like, know what I'm saying yeah, it's yeah. still in the realm of possibility you know what i'm saying like where it's like but i think going back to what you're saying though about you know do we take enough risk i I mean it's risk risk is a good thing not always not always it's a good thing but it is a good thing absolutely it's definitely a good thing and i think it has not to cut you off you already did uh (laughs) (laughs) would you would you say that when you know if if risk is is a good thing right, right do you think we pass up a lot of good risk. And that's what I was going to say. Like, you know. Not to cut you off. Sorry, no. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead with that, man. But that's what I was going to say. Like, because we tend to get so apprehended most of the time. Obviously, sometimes we do gamble. Right, right. Like, sometimes we do. But it's like, most of the time, we get a little, you know, apprehended. And it's like, ah, I can't jump on this because, you know, my, my loss is going to be big. And, you know, it may not be something I can afford. Right. I get that. But on the other hand, it's like, uh, you pass out on good opportunities where, you know, you could have taken off or there was the possibility of you taking off, but you have not taken off because of, you know what I mean? Like you, right. have, you haven't jumped on that pot, so it's to like speak. It's like so. we're like, um, like a deer in headlights. Like you don't even yes. know what to do. Yes. You see it coming, but you can't move. But you can't really you move. Can't get out and of it's way, like, you know. and sometimes you watch stuff and you pass on it. And I know, f- for example... One tangible thing that I can, one tangible example I could give. I remember when, um, when, um, um, what is it, Bitcoin? When that joint came out. Hello. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> son, I'm telling you. I remember reading about it. I remember this one kid told me, oh, yeah, Bitcoin, man, we're going to invest in this. Back then, it was cheap. No money. I'm like, yo, man, this, I'm going to put my money in this. It's going to fly away. Right, right. See, I cared enough to listen to him, though. And, you know, he broke it down and literally went through the metrics of, the parameters of how he works. And I was like, okay, cool. But I still want, didn't jump on it because I was just like, huh, you know, I'm not about to spend $200 and, you know, buy a couple of coins. But see, had I done it back then, though, and then fast forward, what, like four years later? Not even, before, maybe. Before yeah, it crashed. Three-some three <laughs> years later, be, each money. coin was worth, like, I don't know, like 16 grand or something. At peak, it was worth, like, 20 grand. See, I, I could have retired. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, but see, that's that mentality, though, where we just like, yo, these $200. Now, now, you, now you're only working for bits of coins. Like, right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that's that mentality where we just like, yo, if we have an extra $200, right. you'd rather keep it because you know, oh, man, I'm going to need it for that rent. Or, right, you which, know, I'm going to need it to pay the bills. Like, investments are, I feel like, 
when I talk to a lot of my friends who, mm. you know, they're all black, Spanish, you right. know, just people are immigrant, like, people don't really think that investments are so foreign to us. You know what I mean? Like, I talk to people, and I'm like, I have a cousin who's, like, way older, and he's, you know, been around longer than me, obviously. And, right. And, like, he just not getting into, like, personal investments, and I'm like, I got in, like, recently, and, I, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, it's not like I know every single thing about it. Right, right. And I win some, and I lose some. And, uh, you know, I think, like, some of those things is because, yeah, you, we don't we don't think, when we have extra money, we've been told, okay, save that junk. You know, like, yes. put it away. Yes, but big uh, mistake. You talk to other people, and they say, no, 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 if you just put it in the bank, then it's just chilling. I'm not, I'm not telling people to go, you know, throw away all their lives away. But, no. you know, to some extent, I think, like, a portion of it is, like, you got to risk it. Oh, to, you to have make, to. To make some you money. You have to invest your money, man. You have right. to. So, so, like, you know, for example, the like the whole cryptocurrency wave like i mean i hopped on it because i always felt like i missed out on things right i made a pretty good killing but you know i also lost a lot too. i didn't i lost <laughs> i lost Bruh, that's because you got late why, in the game <laughs> why you think why you think i ain't talked to you the whole of last year man i lost nah i, I yeah. mean yeah. it wasn't a huge loss but you know but nonetheless, I, I invested in it and you know my money just went down and never yeah. recovered but but that's like you know a part of it and you know i'm not like i like i said i think investment is one one aspect of risk where we risk ourselves financially right and that's always a gamble you talk to anybody who who deals with stocks or anything they they consider like there is some kind of metric to it but at the end of the day it's all the way the way the market goes but i feel like so other risks that maybe a lot of people don't feel comfortable with because you have to spend a lot to to make a lot Mm -hmm. but you also might lose a lot Mm -hmm. the other risk is like switching jobs for example that's a good son you beat me to it that's exactly what I was going to say. And, like, sometimes, like, even, you know, for example, me. Like, what's stopping me from, uh, yo, it's a job opportunity in New York. Go ahead and hop on that. Ooh. Nothing is stopping me. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't have any kids. But. That you, you know, know of. But, uh, Sorry, yeah, no. That I know. <laughs> real talk, though, that I know of. But you get what I'm saying? Right, it's because, right. like, it seems like we were just bred to be like this. Right. And you know what I mean? And I think a good book that breaks it down and, like, that made me literally think about it, bro, is Powernomics by Dr. Claude Anderson, right? Mm. And he talks about this concept of, obviously, it's not really the same dynamic, but it's something to think about, right? right, right. So he talked about the concept of um, um, meritorious uh, um, uh, man admission. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the um, member uh, in Django, Stephen, uh, that was the um, movie, the Django. Yeah, Django. Remember yeah. Um, Steven? That was on um, Samuel Jackson's uh, character. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, meritorious man of mission is when a, a slave acts a fool. And granted, I'm not in none of those. It's not that environment, but right, it's right. it's a behavior. You get right, what I'm right. saying? Like when condition. a slave sort of acts a fool just to satisfy mainstream, though. Like obviously, with a slave, he satisfies his master mm-hmm. and you get some sort of um, um, some sort of reward. And man, the mission itself, obviously, is the freedom that you get, right? right? So you behave a certain way. You know what I mean? You go on go the good Negro, and then you get rewarded for that. Either right. they pat you on the back or say, uh, well, you know, you're good enough, so we're going to free you or whatever. Right. But it's just that it's just that, that apparent, mentality. you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, that yeah. mentality where it's just like you just want to fit in Within being a good Negro, you don't right. want to be unruly. 
and 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 I think to like to that extent, especially your like job. Yeah. When especially you come out of college, you yeah. first one out of college, you got debt, you got things that you got to pay for. Right. You think to yourself, okay, I'm in this job, I don't love it, you know, or maybe I do, or maybe I don't. Right. Whatever, but maybe you don't make enough, and you're thinking I need to switch. But you're all you're always concerned. Like we always been told, like job security, bro. Like, of that, course. That's what it's all about. Of because course. That is like you said earlier. Like there is no safety net for when we fall, other than like. You know the government welfare, but even uh, you know how that goes. These shelters, though, right? They so, open. <laughs> I'm adding comfy. It's like, well, no. Right. <laughs> no, but like, so well, I think like what an individual is looking at economic opportunity. Yeah, they think we usually think about it in terms of climbing a ladder, like the economic ladder right. within the ranks of a business. And sometimes we make believe like if I do enough, like if I am a good, you know, and that's employee, what thank you that you're somehow going to be granted. Oh, oh! You know what? Like your boss is gonna look at fantastic job, Al. Here's twenty million dollars. Right, like, right. It's never gonna happen. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and like every time, like ever since I read that book, man, I stay asking myself, like, bruh, am I applying the concept of uh, meritorious man and mission? And it's just like, you know, that just made me think. And remember when we first met? Once again, it's like, yo, dude, I'm not. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not trying to work for us. Uh, somebody forever you know what i'm saying like we're gonna right, we're gonna learn mm-hmm. and then obviously like later on we gotta branch out right. and like you know not to always go back to academia but you know dr amos wilson he he's another one that talked about it and he hits me dude like i'm telling you like these concepts hit like they literally hit me and he talks about how you know black and brown people like the dynamic of the relationship of the european and the african has not changed right He's like, even an engineer goes to, you know, go to, goes to college and becomes like a PhD in whatever, chemical, whatever it is, right? Right, right. You come out and you're still working for somebody. Like, you are not being trained. You're being trained to be a servant versus mm-hmm. being served, right? Which, you know what I mean? Like, we're back, not being trained right. to be masters. We are trained to be servants. Which goes back to, like, what we were talking about, like, your your mental state of, being thinking rich exactly. and thinking poor. And I think right. like, when we think when we think about rich, I think we need to understand first our worth as, as individuals. Yes. You know. Yes. Especially if as a person of color, like that we've done a lot, you know. Of course. We've we've gone through a lot. Right. And the story of, you know, like we talked about in the last podcast is just like, you know, you know, coming from our family of immigrants and where we are now. Right. We've done such substantial amount of work to be at par, if not more, right. than some of these other individuals who've been out here for a while, you know? Definitely. So I feel like we cut ourselves short thinking that I, I can't compete at that level. I should be grateful for what I have. Right. But I feel like, you know, I'm not saying don't be grateful because I'm always, you know, an advocate course, for being grateful course, for things. Not. But I do think, like, don't settle, you know? Like, it's not like you come out of college and I made it and I'm here. It's like, I think... If you feel like you could be making more, uh-huh. more chances than not, you can be making more. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? like, Definitely, man. And maybe it's not that you need to go back to school, but maybe it's just how you sell yourself, in a, in a, not like on the streets, you know, but like right. sell yourself and market yourself in terms of your, your skill sets and your assets. So like, you know, some people are like, well, I've only had like one other job. Well, you can, you know, take that job, look at the skills you've done and, and pitch it away. Because you have learned something, you know? There. Definitely, definitely. So, so to me, it's like the wrench mentality is that you understand your worth first. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, it, and then you can start taking risks because you know 
you're worth that right. risk. You know, what right? I'm no, definitely, man. And me, like for me, you know, and like you don't want to. I, I don't want to dwell into this because this could be another topic for a different, you know, for another time. But it has to do with even your spiritual energy. And I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about that that fire in your belly. You know what I'm saying? Like that thing that like, keeps you going. Like after you eat Chipotle. Hey, go ahead. You actually get the what's it called? You get the itis. Like you just want to go to sleep. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like that fire. That's that spiritual energy. Like where do you get it from? And wherever you get it from, some people find it in church. Some people find it in the mosque, in the right, synagogue. Right. I know for myself, even though I'm religious to a certain extent, but I found it in academia. Like mm-hmm. I read the guys, and they told me my history and told me my self worth, and I was just like, yo, you know, Doctor Shekhan Tadiop. Like, yo, that's my hero. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you get that. And then from then on, then you start looking at life and start looking at, you know, things around you and start questioning yourself. Mm -hmm. And for me, I went through that process of it's like, yo, you're right. Yo, it could be, you could have been Obama. Right, right. But at the end of the day, what is the dynamic? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is the relation of the, um, uh, what's it called? What's the nature of your your social relation vis-a-vis mainstream right. it's a relation of, yeah, like of a servant question like we don't you know what i mean like i don't care what you say i don't care how many degrees you have at right. the end of the day you are being a servant if you're not trained as a master if you're not trained to like have that master's mentality mm. you are being a servant and is that enough so i'm well, gonna give you an I'll, example i wouldn't to kind of before go ahead, you go, go ahead picture. that go i ahead. wouldn't i wouldn't say like if if someone's listening in and you're stuck at some job, you're a servant. I mean, that's not what I don't think. Well, maybe obviously some I, people gonna need to be serving forever. <laughs> no, I mean, let's face it. Yeah, at the well, end of the day, we are all gonna serve. Yeah, 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 but yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like, not 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 to be facetious, but at the end of the day, I'm talking just in general, just us and right, where right, we right. come from. And it's like, son, why are we being servant? And why are we okay with being servant? And even our parents, it, to a certain extent. Like, it's like, oh, go to school, get it, and so you can get a good job. Well, nobody told us, yo, go to school, come out, and create a job. But I think it's also because if we're going back to uh-huh. risk, right, in order to break free, right, from, right. from your master, right, right. you got to take that risk to run out there and maybe die on your own. Or oh, that's what I'm saying. Up, you know yeah, what I mean? no, definitely. But, yeah. like, it's that, it's that barrier, like, that what, I guess, what drives a person to risk. And I think... We know how to take risks because, you know, uh, people living paycheck to paycheck, you know, that's a risk in itself. You know, like people who have to pay. Something, that's a predicament. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> but it's it's a financial risk that you don't want to take, but you right. take it. But you don't have a choice. Because right, you have to. Right. So it's a risk nonetheless. But I'm talking about like, you know, so what pushes someone to take a risk in the sense of I'm going to start a business. I'm going to, you know, switch jobs. I'm going to switch careers, you know. I'm going to, you know, do whatever that, that it necessarily takes, like, not a, a required risk. Right. But one that could prove itself to be something great. Right. But could also leave you maybe a little less empty in your in your financial. True, true. So, like, my my real my question or, like, trying to get down to it is, like, what, what pushes? Because there are individuals who are Latino, who are, you know, um, black, who come from Africa, who come from India. All people of color who have gone and take these risks, of, of course. And some, if you listen to the story, some of them are like, "Wow, these guys!" Like, remember that? I think I shared the story with you. It's a couple, and I think it was in Harlem, and they uh, they started a soap business, like just them, you know. Huh. 
Then they both left their jobs, making soap, and it's crazy. and and then they started selling them on the streets, and right. then they grew to like you know this full um, business. And then they were making like they're both worth their business worth like a billion dollars or million dollars. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. So obviously it's not like they foresaw oh this soap's gonna be a billion right. Dollars it's gonna industry. take off and just but shoot. I do think oh. they foresaw like this is a risk I'm willing to take. Right. So my question to you is. What pushes an individual there, especially a person of color with no safety? That's right. what I'm saying. I think it has to do with your mentality. Like, it has to do with you being a, a, a critical thinker. Like, so a couple of days ago, I talked to, you know, one of the OGs in the um, Senegalese community. At least I know him. He's been knowing me since I was a teenager, right? So I talked to him over the phone. And I was just asking him about the podcast because I had him listen to it. So I was like, man, what do you think? John Wackney. No, 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 no. He actually loved it, man. But uh, his, I was like, yo, what do you think? But see, right, right. he didn't. No, nah, I think he went to college in France or something, but he didn't finish school. But this dude is literally one of the smartest folks I know. Like, shout not out even to funny. Dude. But shout out to him. Like, I don't want to say his he's name. Probably I, ain't, listening. I ain't clear. Yeah, he'll yeah. probably listen to this. But it's like he's one of the smartest dude I know. Right. And every time I sit with him and I chop it up with him, he tells me like real talk financial independence right, right. and like and he owns his own business and all that stuff right and you know every time i talk to him i get gems and it's like this is what i need to hear right and even like the relationship of me and my little cousins where they just like oh yeah well i'm trying to do good go to school go to college i'm like yo when you guys come out of college i don't want y'all looking for a job i want you guys to create jobs see that's that mistake we did but just going, up, you know what I mean. But you gotta instill it in them as kids, so they sort of, right. you know what I mean. To, like they will some, be bred right. a, as such. To some degree, I think I don't think there's anything wrong, and I don't think you. For I, most people, right. I'm right. not saying there's anything wrong with that. For most right. people, I don't think there's anything wrong for like working for someone. However, right. I do think like the conditions that you work in are important. Definitely, you know what I mean? definitely, because like, you can work for like a, a really awesome job, right? Right, and you love it, and you love what you do. And you don't need the stress of like the liability of owning oh, of a business, course, all this other stuff. Of course, of but course. you make pretty good money. Of course. You know, to me it's like if that's you, as long as the conditions are in line of what you find your you know, your worth and your in. In success. Definitely. Then definitely. that's for sure. You know, like right. but if you're not in that position right now, you know, and you think to yourself like maybe your job doesn't suck or maybe it does, and you think to yourself like maybe uh I can, there's something better for me. Then that that to me is like the indication that you know your worth and you know there's something out there for you, and I would True. I would definitely dwell on it. You know whether it's from a, a spiritual aspect or just kind of centering yourself amongst other successful individuals, right? And start orienting your 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 whole nature of of how you live your life to be about your worth and how that then reflects out to other people. So like. You know, I'm not saying be a selfish jerk only thing about you, but right, right. but I'm also saying like don't forget about you. You know, nah, like, true, true, man. But you know what I was saying though is that, and of course, what you said is true. Like at the end of the day, we can't all be masters. We have 23 minutes or something. Uh, well, well, you know, but I guess I'll finish, <laughs> no, no, my, go, finish up my thought. But we can't all be masters, right? right yeah. I, and I understand that. But what I'm saying too at the same time is, I find that a lot of us. And you know what I mean? Just doing some critical thinking. It's like, I found that, that a lot of us are just looking to be servants. And That's, so I want to throw that out there. I want like the consciously, listeners, consciously? 
bro, a like, lot of us are okay. And like, right, well, right, some right, of us right. don't even know. So it's unconscious in that sense. Okay. But a lot of us are just okay being servants. And they okay breeding their kids to be servants. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, see, there's nothing wrong with me being a servant. If right. I'm working towards a plan, there's nothing wrong with me being a servant. Like, I could be a servant all I want. But I got that mentality of, you know what, bro? Yo, when I get on, oh, nah, that's it. My kids, I'm a, I'm put, I'm going to put my kids on. You get what I'm saying? Like, everybody will get on. But I think to a certain extent, like, we just kind of have to ask ourselves, man. Like, what's up with this dynamic? It has not changed for 500 years, man. Right. What's up with the dynamic? And that's just, I, I just wanted to throw it out there. I'm not, once again, I'm not saying I got the answers, but I just, that's something that you ain't got the answers, Al. But you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> right, something right. that that I wanted to throw out there. Like, so, so I guess we'll, as a know. servant, breed your kids to not do the same thing. Like, breed them to be, you know, thinking like, yo, I, pops went and got a job. Guess what? I'm going to create a job. Make masters out of them. If you can if you can't, I mean, that's just what it is, you know? Well, that's, that's, and that's what I think, like, you know, everyone's situation is different. True. And I think, like, to some degree, we, even in our own selves, where we are now, we're in some kind of privilege that maybe people listening of don't course. have, you know what I mean? Of course. So, while well, we'll, you know, turning around the question to, to the listeners, to just listeners. kind of, you know, what, the question here we, we were talking about is just financial risk, you know, and really the, the economic opportunity of switching careers, jobs. Or whatever it may be, it can right. be from college, whatever. What do you guys think, like that, really, you know, drives a person to take that financial risk right. that isn't a necessity, but based on what they believe they're worth, worth the risk. You right. know what I mean? So I spread their wings. And so fly. if you guys have any answers and you want it, I have an email set up this time. So yeah, we didn't say it last time, but uh, if you go to, um, well, you don't go there, but if you go, to, you send an email to the black and brown at gmail dot com. That's theblackandbrown at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. Uh, we have that up, too, and it's got a contact page. You can send us there, too. And that's theblackandbrown.com or theblackandbrownshow.com. Doesn't matter. Um, so, anyways, yeah, if you go there and send us the information, and, you know, I know I know from the last podcast we heard some feedback, and, you know, it'd be nice to kind of start seeing these, and maybe we talk about them next, you know, next time around. Right. You know, just kind of dive into them. Right. Um, but, yeah, so... We leave it open to you guys. Like, you know, we'll please let, let us know. Let us know what yeah. you think. And please try to go read those books. You know, Powernomics is one of them. Dr. Claude Anderson. And um, I actually for- I forgot the author of um, is a dude from Hawaii. Um, I could see his face, but I forget his name. But well, yeah, if, if you want, the, dad, if you want poor the book, dad. it's actually a famous book. It's very right. famous. If but, you want the book, you know, just email us. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll you definitely. Name. Yeah, um, I just can't think of his name. But the yeah, other rich dad, poor dad. Please cop that, and you know, read it. It will definitely give you a good perspective of the other thing. Um, just so if you're listening on, I think we're on multiple platforms now, and I think easiest probably we have you know spotify we have anchor yeah there's google podcast yeah you know we're gonna get on itunes and yeah pocket cast whatever you want i mean like if you go to our website you can find you know the platform that you want and you can subscribe or follow there and just kind of listen in um so this is our second show and you know we're hoping to be going 20 million so well, right <laughs> And hoping to get 30 million um, subscribers. This show is a little, a little longer than the other one. And you guys could tell us, too, what length you guys wanted, too. We're open yeah, still to please feedback. Please do. Yeah. Um, but this segment, we, we kind of dive in. It's called 
what's new with you and it's pretty much just like what's good what's new what was popping for you in the last week since our last week so um i guess you want to start or you want me to start up Uh, i can start go Um, ahead so what's new with me man um man i went to the um shooting range um when was this a couple of days ago Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have came too, man. I loved it. Shot a, um, you know, shot multiple weapons, man. Shot a um, nine. Right. I mean, that was my second time shooting that. No, that was my third time doing that. Legally. Um, legally, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, shot a nine. I shot a um, AR-15. And I shot a, um, it's a um, 1945 um, World War um, two. Um, oh, really? Weapon, yeah, it's a like it's a, a rifle, a rifle, like oh, literally, it was like remade. No, 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 it's a legit, Man. yeah. Um, and I shot it with twenty uh, twos, and them joints, they were just smooth compared to the um to the nine, cause mm-hmm. you know I shot those with the actual um bullets. Um, the AR fifteen was just thrilling, bruh, thrilling, like it was dope. I loved it. Kind of nicked um I nicked my um uh, left thumb. You know what I mean? It sucked, but I mean, obviously, I'm not a pro at it. Right, right. But I just wanted to try. It, you know what I mean? Like, just I've done it before, but I've never shot a rifle. I've never shot a um, AR-15. So because I did that, I was just like, damn, I feel fulfilled. I don't know, man. I just it's weird. As like, but... as like a guy, what is it like? What's the attract? No, I think it was just something that because I've never done it, and I just wondered. You know, we're not weapon people. Right, like right. I don't. I'm not. I don't really. I don't have any gun. Yeah, but I have samurai so I like I like shooting them for some reason. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm you getting like turned out. Yeah, like I feel like I'm getting turned out, but I'm I don't think I'm a cop one yet. I'm not at that stage yet, but definitely if I were to see it, I you know what I mean? Like, I objectively it, it, disagree with your decision. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but if I see it, I kind of like stop and you know listen to them and learn from the people who are experts. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I mean, that's what I did, man. And I'm very happy about it. You know, took some videos, took some pictures and stuff. That's cool, man. Yeah, shout out to dude that took me, man. You know, I don't want to say his name, but shout out <laughs> to him, though, man. Well, you know, what I find it's interesting. is like, you know, when you get behind so much power of a gun. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is, there is some kind of feeling behind it. Yeah. You know, that's like, oh, man, this is intense. Bro, I'm glad you even went there. Because, I, I, I mean, I, it wasn't like I went on a on a soliloquy, but... You know, I thought about it, man. As I was shooting the AR, I was like, dog, do you realize this is literally the most consequential item that ever existed, bro? Like, this was the reason why European came over to Africa mm-hmm. and literally whooped our butt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. literally whooped our butt. And they came to, to the Americas and literally whooped everybody's butt, whether it was the Chinese, the Asians, the, I mean, the uh, Indians. You get what I'm saying? Like, this was the re- reason why uh, um, Europeans had so much power. And I just, it was just a thought, man. It was just a thought I, as I was shooting the um, AR-15. And I'm just like, dang. I always think, like, dang. You, know, how, you get what I'm saying? Like, like, you have a gun and it's like, you know, granted, if guns didn't exist, you still had, like, swords and much of that stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, but, like, you do think to yourself, like, man, like, the arms race is no joke. Oh, man, that's a topic no. for on, on its own. But, definitely. But yeah, armed like th- those in the who are selling and making, they they make a killing, literally yeah. off a killing. Um, Nasty that's cool. Too. But that's cool though. I'm glad you went and you enjoyed it. But and, you gotta come with me though, man. You didn't get locked up. 
Sorry, no. Well, hell no, because I went to an actual shooting range. I was like, like, when you left, I was like, nah, that's the last time I'm going to see Al. No, man. <laughs> just nah, nah. It was all within, like, nah, it nah, was nah, legal. Definitely yeah. legal, man. No, nah, it's cool. No, nah, I, I have, you know, like, I think it's um, it's an experience. And, you know, in those in those settings, it's always about, you know, learning and, and safety and all yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. For me, it was just a learning thing. Like, that was it. Yeah. If they stop me from doing it again, it, it, it won't bug me. Right. You're going to learn, like, if I don't ever do it again. It's like, like, did it one eh. time, I don't need to do it again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. But, yeah, what's up with you, though? Well, um, I did learn some uh, this, actually, just yesterday. Um, the first I actually learned this, I was watching this this Netflix series. Don't ask me the name because I forgot <laughs> it. Damn. But, but it, it, it has Will Smith on it or something. But it was the most interesting huh. fact. So your whole life, when you think of the lungs of the world, what do you think? Lungs of the world. That's a good question. Like when you think of like how the world breathes, they always think like trees, right? Like trees, yeah. I would like, say, yeah. You know the trees. You know they they deciduous trees. They they fall. They breathe. They right, take in the course, carbon. Right. And make oxygen. They make oxygen. And I've and I've I've known that too. You know to a degree. Um, but then watching this like you know this documentary where it's like. Well, we have so many people in the world where, like, oxygen. Like, how do we have enough oxygen? That was, like, the question. Right. And they started in in Africa where in the deserts, right? Mm-hmm. And they talked about the desert. And when there's a dirt storm, these astronauts were looking down. And this dirt storm was, like, first, like, going um, west, right? To, okay. And it kept going. Then it went out into the Atlantic. And it kept going west. And it crossed over into went into um, Brazil. And in the Amazon, right, hmm. into the rainforest, and this dirt or dust storm then goes into the gives like good sediment for the trees, and the trees start growing there. Wow. Well, as that's like, dope. As I like, check uh, that out. Yeah, as like um, you know, uh, to help the trees grow. Okay. But then people then they ask the questions like, but you might think this is where oxygen comes from because the trees are, you know, they say the Amazon gives us oxygen. Okay. But they said no, all the animals in there actually use all the oxygen and where the oxygen actually goes is then that same sediment then goes into the waters and then it, like and that water then um goes it gets like evaporated into okay. the to the uh, to the to the sky to the sky oh, of course. and they call it the like a river in the sky right so it's like light water and it carries all the way out until it hits the andes of the mountains right and then that comes down right that drops and it and it runs like a you know, eroding the rock, picking up sediment, and right. goes into the ocean. Right. And then in the ocean, they have these uh, phytoplanktons, which are called uh, mm-hmm. diatome or something like that. Okay. And these little guys, there's tons of them. Okay. And they produce oxygen when they're cr- uh, transferring that energy. Really? And they produce a majority, if not all. Like they said, I think Will Smith made that. He's like, you breathe once and you breathe twice. He's at that first breath was probably made entirely from those little guys. Wow. And I'm like, that's, it, that's that insane. Out. And the whole point was like how interconnected this world is. We're like, you know, one part of the world. So when they when they die out, when there's no more oxygen, those, those phytoplankton then um, dry out and, and, this, and the, they land to the bottom of the seabed. Right. And at the bottom, you know, when the sea finally dries out, it then becomes back, which is what the desert is. And that's that same crazy. sediment, you know, was the same like, uh, decomposition of like these that's uh, crazy yeah and I thought like man that's freaking cool like yeah. how 
connected everything everything was. is everything and is connected man this you know when people are like oh you know who cares what i do here but it's literally like that you know what they say a butterfly effect of course or like man. a butterfly you know yeah flaps the r- ripple effect. Yeah, yeah that's no that's definitely freaking. man I, I, I think it was dope. called The Strange Rock or something like that. Okay, I it's on Netflix. That, yeah, that joint was sick. So I, I bring how... that up because I was just like taken back and I was Dang, like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. Super new to me. Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I heard algae, but I never, I always thought that like the, the rainforest and the trees were, and they probably do contribute. I'm not right, of course. Right, right. But like, I thought they were the majority. But wow, apparently, that's not. crazy. Dang, you learn something new every day, man. Yeah, man. It's pretty yes, cool. sir. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. You know, we uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Please let us know your thoughts and comments. Yeah. Uh, we'll take them into consideration. And then not listen. <laughs> and <laughs> not listen at all. We're just going to completely dismiss it. No, nah, I'm right. just playing. No, but... Uh, really, though. Thank but you. again, though, if you, if you guys want to email us some topics for, like, next week... Yes. Please do. I please mean, please do. You know, we don't always want to be coming up with them. We love to hear from the community of people that listen to us and... Um, you know, if you have a topic, send it our way. And that's uh, theblackandbrown at gmail.com. And you can send us directly there and we'll look at it. And we'll try to get to, you know, most of them, especially if it's really good. If it's good, we'll definitely talk about it. And, uh, you yeah. know, so, even if we don't know anything about it, we'll still, you know. Yeah, we'll dive in. We'll, look into, yeah, yeah, look into doing some research on it and stuff like that. So, cool. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Al. And I'm Brian. This and is this is black and brown. brown. Hey. Yay. 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 <laughs> <laughs>